on last week's Irrevelations. Speaking of women, we're, we're talking about Solomon's unnamed wives. I kind of wonder, do you think Solomon murdered some kids? Reclaim his birthright. Either tear the cloak and give the message, or do your hour-long exposition on it. You don't need the both. He's like, how about instead of lunch, uh, you all go into the break room, and I throw a flashbang in there. I'm simultaneously in control of everything while also reacting to it, and then, you know what? A little civil war here and there. I'm, I'm okay with it. What does he do to make these places holy? This is badass. Golden calves, because this always works out. Yeah, where have I heard this before? <laughs> before we turn to the word, I would like to. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe! Just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now, burning now. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. No, I like to. No, I was watching some video where it was. Um, yeah, definitely don't finish your peanut butter sandwich before you start telling me this story. <laughs> we don't have time for you to chew for three more seconds. Right. Um, I mean, literally, we don't. This is Sunday afternoon. What we was have the, no episode uh, put out. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what got me on that video. It was something else. Some, some other thing where they were just talking. Basically, the comment was like, you know, when you're dealing with cops, when they're just, they ask the same stupid questions over and over again. Yeah. You know, well, the guy was talking about how he was like, uh, oh, Security card, security guard points gun at skateboarders. Oh, that's badass! And he just sees a bunch of skateboarders. He's like holding a gun at them, and then the whole time he's like, "How'd you get in here?" And they're like through the door, and you can just see his brain just being like, "What? Where are you coming from? Where are you going?" It's just like just repeating the way cops talk to people, where it's the same eight dumb questions over and over again. You know, trying yeah. to get something. And then which one do you think are cooler security guards? Guys that dropped out of the, like police academy or couldn't get in, or old veteran grizzled cops? Or guys that were only cops for like two years before they shot too many civilians and had to go. I think the guys. absolute best, like funniest, is the guys who are just straight up failures from the get go. So you basically, know, the, the movie Observe and Report. Observe and Report. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 typical. Like I would have joined the Marines, but my PTSD got in the way. But like, wait, you had the PTSD before you were in the Marines? Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> really. Funny. I've been fucked up forever. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I just have this idea. Do they do they do psych evals on cops? I guess they have to, right? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Isn't but that I how thought he failed must. an observant report? That's, that's how he like failed that. an observant report, but that's movies. Yeah. Who knows? It, it doesn't. I mean, if you see what goes on in Georgia, it doesn't seem like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, those weren't cops. It was an actually no. The one guy was a retired retired yeah. cop, huh? Jesus, yeah. that makes that story about ten times worse. Right now that he's a but, cop. It wasn't just a normal fat white guy. Yeah, it was I expect a, that from like the dumpster guy, you know? Right. Yeah. The dumpster yeah. shotgun guy. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Dumpster shotgun. Yeah, the guy that was like trying to put a mattress in a shot or in a dumpster that it was between his yard and his neighbor's yard, and they killed oh. his neighbor. Oh, and they killed his neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, putting I my expect- mattress here, and he's yeah. like, "No, you're not." And he's like, "You want to die?" <laughs> yeah. And then it, and then he died, and yeah. you could hear his wife like crying. That was like the fuck. It was funny. 
That one was definitely funnier. <laughs> I, don't it, I don't know if it crossed the threshold into funny, though. Jesus. Like, uh, are you going to put this dumpster away and be like, bro, this is about to be the fucking worst day of your life? <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of these goddamn mattresses. Like, I have, you can attest, I have a completely unkempt anger about me, right? Yeah, you're, you're like a cloud. You have problems, yes. It's like Florida thunderstorms. It rolls in for no reason, hurts anyone. Who, t- who knows? Breaks things. For our listeners, before you judge him too harshly, typically he directs that anger, anger at himself yeah. or his, you know, personal electronics. Or wife, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Your property, no matter <laughs> I, okay, what he's, what my co-host here is referring to is that, yes, I did break a TV and I broke an Xbox when I was, what, like 23 years old? I was yeah. a child. Yeah. All right. right. We're talking nearly a decade ago. I've matured. Okay. I don't break anything. You know? All right. I mean, I yell at video games sometimes. Get to the point. I forget where I was going. The point is that, you know, everyone can experience growth. No, I think you were, we were talking about, like, the anger that it takes to kill a man over a mattress. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. So that's what I was going to say, is that as ashamed as I am of my own diminishing anger problem, especially... uh as powerful as it once was in my life, I feel like I can't even begin to fathom the level of anger over a mattress being in a dumpster that would draw me to bring a shotgun to the dumpster. <laughs> I don't know. I um, I was at a party. I'm not going to tell any more details beyond that, but I was at a party okay. where the neighbors were being rude and it was like having a music battle. And like, you're too loud and you parked my car and blah, blah, blah. Oh, hell yeah. And I like, know where this party the, is. <laughs> But the father of the property who owned the yeah. house yeah. was like, well, I'm going to go clean my shotgun out of the deck. And I was like, <laughs> but why? He's like, I just want them to know I have it. And I'm like, none of this is any fucking sense, man. I mean, that's just I, – I can see things getting dumb, getting way dumb. I, what I think they need you to do – You know, I can't see it happening now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just going to go to the end of my dock, out in the middle of nowhere and clean a shotgun. That will seem natural. Just set up a just set up a light machine gun mount with some sandbags around it. So you can always bunker in. It's like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. yeah I'm and just that, doing if some If they call the cops, I want to be able to match them shot for shot. <laughs> I'll just scream at the top of my voice, I feel threatened, and then I'll just unload. Yeah. Seven, eight thousand rounds in a minute. Well, that's part of being a property owner. I yeah, guess. it's part of part of owning a home in Florida is standing your ground. Uh, yeah, but defense so here, here's what I think. Here's what doctrine. I think. I, I think yeah. a lot of the issues. I I think that castle doctrine and the stand your ground laws get overly vilified. I I think if you actually look into the statistics, the actual times where it's used improperly is pretty minor. Um, Zimmerman, everyone. Bashed stand your ground. He didn't use stand your ground. No, not at uh, all. He chased someone down. It was well. Was it was a, even then. It was traditional self defense. He was basically gang stalking a dude. Though. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. But yeah, he, I don't you know, know let's he, not he, cut him any slack, real quick. Yeah, but he wasn't. It was. He didn't claim stand your ground. He claimed oh, sure. traditional. Claimed, so not that law. Uh, yeah. These guys in Georgia, not Castle Doctrine, not just traditional. Yeah, obviously they're they were fucking. Yeah, that, that's its own street, but broad daylight. Um, Shotgun mattress guy, a bit of a, a bit of a castle doctrine standing ground. But here's Almost. what I think. Here's what I think. I think we should get rid of castle doctrine. I think we should get rid of stand your ground in those instances and bring okay. back duels. Okay, yeah. just give just yourself a minute to think about it. Yeah, just be like, you hit all right. someone with a glove in the face. Right, 
and you're like, I want you out in the street packing irons. I think that amount of time, like, wait a minute, how serious are we going to get over this fucking dumpster? Yeah, and, and it if has you're, to be at least two hours later. Yeah, if you're still willing to fight over that dumpster two hours Absolutely. later at dawn, go for it. Just, yeah. you know. When did the uh, dueling became illegal? Not crazy long ago, right? I would have to look it up. I'm, I'm no legal scholar on dueling. Oh, I just... I don't believe you. Despite my uh, troll status on Reddit, where I like to pick fights on that all the time, I'm not oh, too course. certain. Yeah. Oh, no. 1859. So just before the Civil War. Never mind. I thought it was like crept into the 20th century. I guess I'm wrong. It would be funny if it were. But I think we should just bring it back. Like, like how are you telling me that Teddy Roosevelt wouldn't have fucking got it on? You know? I think that's what we do. Guys, neighbors' parties too loud. You're like, you know what, man? I was going to just show up with my camcorder, say, I feel threatened and unload into you and your children. Yeah. But I was just going to go to this GOP baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and feel you know, let them feel the burn. Yeah, do that thing that makes me feel like God. But instead, let's just bring back duels. Let's just why? why yeah, I mean, let's officiate. I'm, yeah, they're. Uh, It'd be like a test one for the purge. To, you don't have to accept it, right? Yeah, it's just like. No, I think you'd be like, you know what? Yeah, but I think you have to. I think you have to back down. Like you're like, okay, I won't be putting my mattress here. <laughs> yeah, but what if someone just uses to bully the shit out of you? Like, let's say, for instance, okay, that I am like a renowned gunslinger. All right, okay. because obviously right. in this world where dueling is legal, gunslinging is going to become a pretty serious job, right? Right, yeah. Because you're going to be like, hey, go piss him off and duel him for me, kill him, you right. know? Um, I'm sick of him putting happens- out his fucking recyclables on the wrong day and leaving it out there extra. You're like, okay. Yeah, doesn't that happen in that one Western movie, uh, Open Range or something? They got the guy who's just really good at gun- like gunslinging, so he'll go piss people off that you want to kill, and then they draw first and he kills them. So it's like a it's it would become Makes a thing, sense, right? I've never seen that movie. Like, though. hey, I need you. I hate this guy, Tom. So I want you to go uh, double park next or whatever park next to him where he can't get out, and just annoy him until he tries to duel you. And then obviously, like you're the fastest gun in the goddamn you know Illinois. I mean, <laughs> 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 okay, in the tri-state area, um, right? I mean, It'll become a job. It's my point. People will fuck it up. That's all I'm getting at. It would circumvent our entire legal system, but yeah, I still vote for it. I think it'd be fine. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> like, um, all right, dueling. Yeah, that's, that same person with the shotgun. I also remember him being like, "You know what? I feel like I'm going to sue my neighbor." I'm like, what for? I'm like, his crabgrass keeps creeping out of my property. I was like, I don't know what legal stand you're. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy for sure. <laughs> that's badass, though. But now, and I didn't get it at the time, but now that I'm a homeowner, I almost, I'm like, man, that guy's fucking trees creeping over on my property line. I better fucking. Yeah, what if a branch of their tree fell onto your. I might have equipment? to break it in 2 a.m. and shoot him, like, just stand over his bed, just that's watch him sleep in, and then I'm just going to fucking fret. That's a very specific <laughs> fret. <laughs> you just gave us a time, a place, a motive. <laughs> I'm just going to creep it through the window, of- shotgun in the chin, just be like, I done told you about the goddamn crabgrass. <laughs> Get some go- we can run get that. some dollar weed pesticide. And take right. care of your business. Listen, FBI, it's the idiot with the dumb milk voice that okay. said that. Keep track. Great. Ugh, good lord. Dueling is one thing. Sneaking into your neighbor's house and holding a shotgun under their chin. That's just beyond what I consider to be acceptable. <laughs> that's too much. That's that's more than the Revelations podcast can stand by. <laughs> You can do that, but you're not going to do it on podcast hours. I'll tell you that right now. 
Uh, Not while we're recording, sir. All right. Speaking of, like, sneaky murder plots, you're listening to the Revelations (laughs) podcast this week. Oh, yeah. We are sneaky murder plot zone right now, huh? Yeah. We're getting Um, into some... Some weird murders. Yeah. We are on episode 85 of the show that reads the Bible so you don't have to. 85? I think so. We are a staple. We are a part Might of the well American that. culture, the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's definitely 85. Good. <sighs> so, I'm Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're picking up in First Kings chapter 13. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let me say, this side story that we're going to read first here, because let's face it, that's all it is. It has no bearing on anything. Sure, I guess. It's just confusing. Well, it we'll, we'll get. We'll, I don't want to spoil it too much because we'll sum I don't it spoil up. It. I know a little bit about. I, I get the why, and we've seen this before. But it, it, essentially, this chapter is about a prophecy, and I guess the sort of mathematical proofs to like be like, oh yeah, that's a real prophecy. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of confusing bits about it. Um, I kind of want to. Do you remember what part of the Bible dealt with false prophets? Like, I know we mm. talked about, like, how you specifically know if a prophet is false or something. Should we look that up real quick? Yeah. Because it's no, going to so come up. It's, it was basically anyone. It was a really weird catch-22 situation. Right. Where anyone who um, was professing to tell the future, but I think, I think it has to come true, or they're false prophets. Something along those it was lines. Some, there was, like, a test. To see, yeah, like, because there's true. there's people who claim to be men of God, yeah. and they will say, I'm speaking the word of God, and there was, like, a test to prove whether or not they were essentially, like, a, a dude witch or something that you have to put to death. But yeah. um, we'll get, that, 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 that kind of has a, a salient point to what we're going to talk about this uh, week. But anyway, let's start. We're still in First Kings. Correct. And this is chapter 13. Uh, my Bible has it. The message of the man of God. The man of God from Judah, specifically, is what mine says. So if we recall from last week, uh, essentially Israel has been broken into two. There's Judah and the Benjamites to the south. And then the uh, rest of the ten tribes in the north are being run by this man named uh, Jeroboam. Yeah, Jeroboam. Jeroboam, sure. Um, and his first act of power, now that God has ordained him and anointed him and had a prophet that like was like, I'm giving you these nations of Israel, you know, these these ten tribes of Israel. Yes. God to- handpicked him to be the leader of Israel because David's line failed. Right. Right. Yeah. And so he's handpicked very special boy, much like King Saul, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or King Solomon, or any of the other people that were ordained by God in these uh, weird dueling lineages, fail um, miserably. Yeah. And uh, so, in many ways, you can blame God for what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and Jeroboam's first act of business was to uh, golden calf two electric bulalu. Yeah, double the golden calves too, which is you know that's if why you're it's gonna the sequel. do it. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna sin, I'm gonna double down on that shit. Yeah. So he set up two golden calves in Bethel and Dan, right? Two different uh, areas up there in the north, and uh, and stated priests who weren't even fucking Levites. Come you know, on, regular you gotta have 
What, you're going to take orders from people who aren't racially pure? Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> this is like they're, he's just letting civilians run the place. Yeah. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, sir. Uh, it's out of control. Uh, yeah. So that happened at the end of Chapter 12, if you don't remember. And it didn't punish him yet. So we can assume that rolling into Chapter 13, he was setting up the Golden Calves. It was a little bit of a... Of a um, Cliffhanger to leave you guys right, on. So yeah. sorry for that. Jeroboam's like these golden calves are pretty cool, and like there was just an old Jewish woman in the background who went, Mm-mm. "Yeah, storm clouds mm-hmm. are brewing." Yeah, that'll get you five to ten. Yeah, I smell rain. So let's find out what's happening now. Chapter thirteen. Um, a man of God comes. This is interesting. A man of God comes from Judah. So Judah, we know, is still being run by Rehoboam, Solomon's son. Um, basically, it is the only area in Israel that David's line was allowed to keep because it's somehow God considers it that he's fulfilling his promise to David as long as there's some land for Judah, right? Um, so Rehoboam has just this sort of parcel, and that's where this man of God comes from. That's a weird term. Specific. I, I believe this is the first time we've ever heard a man of God. Like, we've heard prophet. And obviously, yeah. you know, which is distinct, I think. It keeps describing him as different a man of God who yeah. ostensibly is a prophet. He's speaking God's word. Defined, that would be a prophet, any other word for it. But the fact that the Bible seems to go so far out of its way to give him a different type of moniker is a little bit strange. Sure. Um, I feel like it has that. I feel like it's used man of God already in this book, though. I don't. I mean, I I thought they used it in the last chapter, but I I went and double checked, and I went back. So yeah, there was a word of there was a man of God last chapter in twelve twenty two, and it says the word of God came to Shemaiah the man of God, say to Rehoboam son of Solomon king of Judah, and to the rest of the people to stop fighting. So it was a man of God that broke up the fight between Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Right. Uh, We had. I feel feel like a man of God is just like a is like a. unlicensed prophet you know <laughs> like you've got you've got the shining in you a little bit you know okay. but you're not i was gonna say Danny he's like Tanner he's like he's like i don't have these in. he's like i don't work for the pharmaceutical companies i have my own special oils <laughs> that do the same thing if not better you know like the prophets are great but they work for big church you know where the man of god's like selling it to you on the sly yeah also i accidentally called uh the little kid from The Shining, Danny Tanner, which is uh, Bob Saget's character from Full House. <laughs> Danny Torrance is his name. I know you guys were going to get mad if I didn't correct that. So sure. anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can't leave these. We can't just leave those things in. Yeah. Um, okay. So this man of God, right? He comes up from Judah, which again, I just wanted to point out that he came up from Judah because Judah is where technically God is still being worshipped correctly, right? They still have the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and in fact, the reason that uh, Jeroboam decided to build the golden calves is because he was afraid of all his people going to Judah to worship, um, which is a legitimate fear, I think, right? He's, a, he's afraid that that's going to put undue influence on his people by his rival, Rehoboam. Granted, he shouldn't have built the golden calves. That's kind of like the most obvious thing not to do. But <laughs> That's rule one in worship yeah. other gods is don't retread the same dumb fucking steps of those uh, Jews that got banned from Egypt over it or right. banned, from, banned from Israel. So even though the the area of Judah is currently kind of scorned, right, because they just lost the rest of Israel, Rehoboam's uh, kingdom is split in, not even in half. He's got just a sliver of it left. But that's still kind of where God's at, literally, with the Ark of the Covenant. 
so that's where the man of God comes from, I guess. That kind of makes sense to me in that regard. Like, everyone up in the north is sinning and shit. They're worshiping the golden calf. So you get to bring in a fucking uh, uh, a dude from out of town. Sure. Um, he rolls in, and he basically just starts going full-on street corner preacher. Like, uh, campus preacher, you know, that, that dude with the sign. Right, 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 right. You're yelling at a bunch of girls. You're definitely going to have an abortion someday, and uh, I'm going to yell at you for that then, too. Yeah. You know. Preemptive strike. Uh Thought, it's thought crimes, actually. So <laughs> the, guy's yelling, the guy's yelling, altar, altar, this is what the... I don't know why he yells altar first, but he does. He says, this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who make offerings here, and human bones will be burned on you. So I guess that's why he yelled out altar. He's basically talking to the altars, kind of doing a bit, like a sketch, you know? And he's like, hey, hey, altars, I'm talking to you like you're, you're humans. Just so you know... All these priests that are that are worshiping in front of the golden calves, they're going to eventually be burned alive on you, and like your bone, their bones and shit. Uh, it's a little bit nuts. I mean, you know, uh, the first in a long line of crazy corners, you know, street corner preachers just yelling sure. at things, just being like, "It's these goddamn donuts which are driving people to sin." Don't you know how bad iPods are? And you're like, "I got it, I got it." <laughs> like he's just yelling at these inanimate objects, these altars that belong to you know. I don't but know. he's right, you I mean, know. Yeah, so you got to hand it to altars, him. Yeah. I mean, these altars are bad, right? Technically, if you're if you're you know an Israelite in uh, what thousand BC, not a good idea to be worshiping golden calves. God has killed people for far far less. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not a good it's not a good idea to be anywhere near this shit. No, I bet they're not dealing with this stuff in Egypt. Oh hell no! They're fucking. Partying. They're probably having like fucking pancakes for dinner in Egypt. Yeah, they're having sex with like some jackal headed dude. Fuck yeah. Which is badass. <laughs> hell, yeah. hell yeah, brother. Um, so anyway, so he, so the guy makes a prophet. A, a prophecy. A, yeah. this dude named Hosiah from the house of David is going to burn your priests in that altar. And that yeah. also God will sp- split the altar and spill the ashes everywhere. Correct. So what a mess. He's flexing on these altars. He's just by himself screaming at these pieces of metal like, ah! And Jeroboam hears this shit. So Jeroboam sees this this crazy guy, right, ranting and raving about his brand new altars. Yeah. You know? This is like when the, the hippie guy is complaining about your new hum, Hummer, you know? Yeah. Like, and get out like, of here. Yeah, let's seize him, you know? Yeah, let's, tie, let's, you know, tie him to the back and drag him down Main Street. So, um, sure. <laughs> So he he tells his guards to get him, and as he points at this dude, his arm fucking shrivels up like in, in real I time. Think, like, I think the decades. explanation is that it was a stroke. So he reaches out his arm and is like point at him, like seize him. And then as he does, he loses the ability to use that arm, oh. and it withers, and he could not recall it. it. To me, it sounds like a stroke, and that's kind of what my Bible states it was. You know, interesting. I was picturing something way more badasser. Oh, like you it know. just like it's like it's like a, it's like a slug that's been salted. No, well, I, like I think it, yeah, like his arm just like ages a hundred years. Like, uh, <laughs> like he does, it becomes the crypt keeper's arm or something. Oh, or, okay. Uh, no, I think it's I think I think it just kind of went like a Wilhelm the uh, <laughs> Kaiser Wilhelm arm, you know, where it just kind of oh, like sure, curls sure. up. It just sucks. <laughs> so immediately, as his arm you know shrivels up, whatever you want to picture that as, what kind of what kind of a body horror you want to submit uh, for yeah. this. Um, he immediately is like, oh, shit. So he's like, hey, actually, you know what? Um, could you talk to God and fix this? <laughs> like, I know I was about to have you murdered or whatever at best. Right. Um, 
But now that you do have the upper hand, I'm willing to submit. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's your classic bully tactic. You start shoving the kid, then he picks you up and throws you on a couple of s- concrete steps. You're like, okay, but yeah. can you help me up my ankle? My fucking ankle. Could you? Yeah, because uh, let's face it, deep down inside, all bullies are just hurt little kids anyway. You know, yeah. Including yeah. King Jeroboam. Uh, which is one makes you wonder why God picked him, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get God. to we'll get to all that. It, it, it's a good. We just remember all of this is God's deliberate doing, and yeah, this is in God's the last favorite boy in the last chapter, Rehoboam was like, "Hey, should I stop Jeroboam?" And God's like, "Nah, <laughs> it'll be great." This is the best person to, for the job. Yeah. By the way, I just I just love instituting people in my administration who have no qualifications. <laughs> uh, got him. He will not recover from that one. Surely, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, he basically says, look, okay, you know what? I'm thinking about it. Can you talk to God and, and pray for me that my hand can be restored? And sure enough, the guy's like, oh, yeah, why didn't you say so? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a good dude. So uh, this man of God prays and Jeroboam's arm becomes fixed. Yeah, probably slips him a prednisone or whatever it is. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't know. What do you give people that have that? Oxycodone. Anyways. Yeah. So he's fine. For now. everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, West Virginia. Um. So, he he fixes the king's arm. He intercedes on God's behalf. You know, basically, they were able to step down the craziness of the situation. And the king's like, hey, tell you what, you know, thanks for fixing my arm. I hear you. You've got some complaints about the altars and stuff. Let's go back to my house. I'm going to feed you, you know, a little, little well, tit for tat, you know, work out a deal let, maybe. Let's, how- let's do a business. Um, you come to my house. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to give you some wine. I'm going to give you a reward. He specifically says reward, which, ladies, if some guy invites <laughs> you to his house, he's like, listen, come over, eat, drink. I'm going to give you a reward. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that and ever. Follow the, following the steps of this man of God who said. I don't care I don't- if he's the most popular sitcom creator in the world at that time, you know. <laughs> Who, who? Oh, okay, good, good, got you. So the guy says, <laughs> well, okay, the guy says, uh, the man of God replies to Jeroboam at this invitation. He says, I don't care if you gave me half of everything you owned, of all of your kingdom, I'm not going to go sit at your fucking table because God told me that this place is gross and yeah. I don't eat at gross places. So I'm turning down, He's, it's like funny because it's like, okay, well, first off, me giving you half of my kingdom even a, a thousandth of my kingdom wasn't on the table. I was going to, like, buy you lunch. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know? Escalated pretty oddly. Do you think he was asking for a bribe? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, but three quarters. Three yeah. quarters of your kingdom, he's baby. Like, I wouldn't cooking. do it for a hundred dollars. Like, what? Did you do it for two hundred and fifty-six dollars Okay. What do you got on? Like, hey, man, do you want to come to my dinner? He's like, what do you got on you? Like, I... <laughs> I don't know, like forty bucks. Like, all right. I mean, a man of God would never shake down, you know, the people. You're, you're right. He would just. Yeah. He's, he's obviously not asking for money. He's a man yeah. of God. Yeah, he needs that uh, private jet. So, um, yeah, he explains basically. I was commanded by the Lord: don't eat bread or drink water or return the way you came. So these are really weird instructions. Right. He came up from Judah into the north. And God said, don't go back the path you came, which that just seems arbitrary. And like, God, yeah, that's weird. I mean, okay. Managing. It, it does seem like the actions of a crazy person. You know, he's like, yeah. by the way, I'm not going to eat, drink. And also, I'm not going home. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to zigzag but, home. Well, he can go home. He just can't go the walk way he back came, the yeah. same way. I mean, to find I, a new path. I, I get it. I get it. 
Because, like, one time Excuse I me? was like, okay, I understand. Because, like, I used to be following this girl around, you know? Sure. And she was always mixing up her jogging route. And I'm, like, yeah. in the bushes with all this fucking prep work, and it would just be the yeah. whole night wasted. Yeah. So I can get mixing it up a little bit. It's a little bit safer. It's not fun for the other party, but. So in this analogy, the man of God is obviously the girl. Who are you in this analogy? I'm Jeroboam, baby. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Or just like the devil, maybe. Yeah. In any analogy, in fact, you could be the devil. <laughs> but I'm just saying, just sometimes, in the it's, bush sometimes it's good to, to mix up your routine. It's a little bit safer, you know. Like, don't go, don't, ladies, don't go home the way you came. All right. <laughs> just you're just waiting in that bush. It's gonna talk me into eating a second donut. You son of a bitch. Um, okay. So he explains. God told me. I can't eat here. I can't drink here. I'm fucking thirsty. I have to go and I have to find a new path home. It's all kind of insane. Um, and uh, he takes off. He walked off in a new direction. Now, we introduce a third character. So we've got Jeroboam, right, who was just shunned by this man of God. We got the man of God. He was rebuked. Judah walking back home. What's up? He was rebuked thoroughly. Rebuked thoroughly, indeed. Not really, though. That's the funny part. I guess he probably heard Josiah whenever he, like, went off on the altars. Or at least someone told him about it. So he he got the message, I guess. I well, know. I mean, he was rebuked in the sense. But, I mean, like, let, let, let's say you, like, knew a, a person and you knew they didn't like you. Like, well, how about we just have, like, like a drink and talk it over? And he's like, fuck you. That's a rebuke. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I already knew you didn't like me, but now you're uh, doubly okay. disliking me. Yeah, you know. Sure. It's bad. It's not. There's no uh, fixing this bridge. You're not, sure. not going to let me buy you a drink, man of God? Come on, kitty cat. Smile. <laughs> so... Uh, the Bible then tells us that there is this old prophet living in Bethel. And uh, the the prophet's sons basically were in the town, I'm guessing, and saw this whole fucking thing go down. And they go back and they're like, hey, prophet daddy, uh, you know, there's like this man of God yelling at the altars and shit. And um, he's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. They're like, yeah, the guy walked off. He's leaving town. He's got to go back to Judah. So. The prophet says, get my donkey, put me on the fucking donkey. I'm going to chase him down. I got to talk, you know, it's a man of God. We don't have those around here, I'm assuming, because they're like worshiping the wrong God or whatever. I, I so kind of wonder, because his, his his intentions seem a little bit muddy towards the oh, end. Yeah. So I wonder <laughs> if it was like, he, the story at this point is that his son tell him, hey, there's a fucking crazy guy yelling at the altar and shitting all over Bethel. This yeah. guy is a prophet. Rebuke the king to his face. Like, yeah. He's the real deal, basically. He's a ballsy you know? guy, yeah, and he fucking the busted king up his arm. Down to yeah. Him. You know, dude stole his cloud song, guy broke his arm. But yeah. um the the thing is is that he's like, all right, where did this guy go? And he gets on his donkey and he chases after him. We don't know yeah. why. He's just like, Oh, where's that? I'm out of here. And this old yeah, ass have, man so chases him. We down. don't know if we don't know if this prophet is a good prophet, right? Because like, he lives in the bad people area. Bethel is like inhabited by all these sinners now. Right. It's supposed to fucking crash and burn but this prophet is there amongst it all uh yeah no no we'll get into it but this is kind of bizarre that he's even here to begin with so he chases down the man of god who is still unnamed and he says hey hey are you the fucking crazy guy that was yelling and the man being pretty ballsy says hell yeah yeah that's me (laughs) i'm the man of god i don't know if you knew about this but i'm pretty hot right now i spit Uh, on fire and the the prophet tells him like hey why don't you come to my house and i'll make you a meal and we'll eat and drink and cool. the man of God goes, uh, no, I, I told you, King, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I'm, God said this place sucks, 
and I'm not yeah. to eat or drink, and I'm also not to come the same way I went. And I'm like, all right. And this is where the story goes off the fucking rails. So the prophet, who we know nothing about, right? We have no character building. He's not even named. Dude. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, says to him, and this is just bewildering. He says, listen, I'm also a prophet just like you. So I guess man of God is pretty much a prophet. Right. And he says, an angel came to me and said, bring him back to your house so that he can eat bread and drink water. And then the Bible says in parentheses, he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a real. So it, it, it's kind of, um, there, there's a lot to absorb at this point. So yeah. one, we have a prophet who is lying and claiming yes. to be speaking the word of God and he is not true. But I, I think the key point is that this the man of God is like, hey, I spoke to God. He says I can't eat or drink. And the other prophet's like, I spoke to God. And he said, you should eat or drink. And the man of God's like, well, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. prophet, yeah. The guy's trusting, right? He's kind of a simpleton, me thinks. You know? <laughs> He's yelling at altars. He's not exactly probably yeah. high up there. Was he ever even talking to God? Who it, knows? He's like, well, shit. Like, I wonder if he was like, I wonder if this is just some crazy guy speaking about God. He's like, then again, I wonder if I'm a crazy guy just speaking to God. <laughs> Fuck All right, it. let's do this. Uh, I am. I mean, I do, here's what I do know. I'm thirsty. So. Yeah, I'm thirsty <laughs> as hell. I haven't had anything to eat or drink in days. Um, so he basically gives in. He's like, well, shit. If you know, if an angel of God came to you and told you to give me food and water, who am I to deny that? Yeah. So he follows this He's other like, prophet. Just think, God didn't tell me to kill my kid. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it gets even crazier, believe it or not. Uh, as they're sitting down at this table, God actually did come and speak to the old prophet. So the dude was lying, saying that the angel spoke to him to bring the right. other prophet. But now God actually does show up. And he I says, uh, he basically speaks through this old prophet to the <laughs> man of God who was supposed to be walking back home. He says, this is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord. And have not kept the command with the Lord your God. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where you weren't supposed to do that. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors. It's, so that's like some fucking deep curse. This is a right weird there. fucking story. So this guy lies, says, oh, no, no, I talked to God. You are supposed to eat or drink. And then God comes down, doesn't speak to the man of God. He'd be like, no, no, he's lying to you. He goes, the other, yeah. he goes to the other problem and be like, gotcha. Gotcha, yeah, I tricked bitch. you. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. I, I don't. One of the most bewildering things I've run into yet so far in this Bible, especially, spoiler alert, this has no effect on anything at all. <laughs> it's just a side story. This is a fucking plot. It doesn't make any this sense. A, it's a cautionary tale, I guess, that like if God talks to you, don't listen to other people. Right? I don't I don't get it. So yeah, he That's why Timothy McVeigh followed through. <laughs> Uh, son of Sam type. People were like, hey, yeah. don't do it. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I got my own source. I'm going to keep listening to that. Yeah. I'm going to stick to the one true God. Um, yeah. It doesn't make sense because, yeah, he has no way of – it's interesting that this quote-unquote man of God has no way of knowing whether or not something is the actual word of God or just some bullshit fanfic people made up. Yes. A, a lesson it's we very, could all learn from. You know what it feels like to me a lot? It's like Cold War uh, spy thriller. Uh, right, yeah, like, like this guy shows up and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm a double agent too. Like, I'm with, you know, I'm with the UK or whatever. I'm with MI6. Like, yeah. come back, we're taking you back." And he's like, "Okay, finally, I'm safe." And then there's plutonium in his tea or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was getting the like, um, 
the cop investigating other cops type situation. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, I'm going to put this governor away. And the guy's like, don't worry, I'm in on the investigation too. Just come over to this alleyway and we can talk about the case. The crazy thing is, though, I still don't understand the motivation of this prophet to lie to him in the first place. And I don't understand why God is speaking through the prophet. Like, you know. Because he's a piece of shit too. My Bible's got a real fucked up take on it, and I want to read it here. Usefulness to God at one moment does not guarantee permanent fruitfulness. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. An older I love pro- capitalism. <laughs> an older prophet of Bethel, hungry for fellowship with his courageous Judean counterpart, fabricated a lie to entice the prophet to dine. The man of God from Judah accepted uncritically the older prophet's word, failing to test spirits. The sad result was the death of a disobedient prophet and the shame and disgrace of the lying prophet. We'll get to that later. But the, the, oh, the, shit. The, that makes sense. The, the point being is that like God was like, yeah, you were useful, and then you fucked up slightly, and now I'm tossing you to the wolves. Yeah, but think about it. If you're the old prophet, right? Prophet number two, who right. lives here that rode on the donkey. Your job is to be the inter- interchange between God and the people around you, right? That's your whole fucking point of you existing. Right. So how much of a dab is it on you that God <laughs> sent in a prophet all the way from way down south to say some shit? And so then suddenly it's like, wait, I'm right here. Yeah. God couldn't. So you suddenly realize that you're, you you want to find out what this dude has that you, you don't. Maybe he doesn't realize why he's lost connection with God. I'm assuming he's taking part in all the bullshit with the golden calves because he lives there. Right. Um, He's like, I could yell at altars. I could yell at altars yeah. all day. So, yeah, I think there's some jealousy. There's some, like, I need to find out why God didn't use me, maybe. That's why he lies to him. Okay. It, I the, mean, the claim it's is that it's, he just wanted, like, fellowship, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. It's like you meet a cool guy at the club and you want to be friends, but all you, you're yeah. like, listen, man, why don't we come back to my place and share needles? And you're like, I don't, I don't know about yeah. that. God said not to. Well, God told me you could. I'm like, oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. What's the worst that could happen? Just me and this guy sharing needles in his alleyway. Yeah. Hey, it could be a blast. You don't know. Um. So they finish eating and drinking, right? Uh. After this really fucking foreboding uh, prophecy that happens at the table. So that was probably really awkward and quiet yeah. after that. Um. And and the, he gets back on the road, and it says as he goes on his way. This is pretty abrupt. So buckle up. As he goes on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. <laughs> and this is the weird part, though. It leaves his body on the road, doesn't eat him. And the donkey that just had the man on him and the lion just hang out by the corpse. Yeah. They don't go anywhere. They're not fighting, yeah. chilling. Right. It's like, um, it feels like that bank robbery where the guy just was like, I want some money. And then he just sat outside the bank for like, oh, yeah. like until the cop showed up. He's like, I just really wanted to go to jail to get away from my wife. So I thought That's this badass. would be, you know, I'm just going to hang out here. It's not about the crime. It's about the message. Yeah. Listen, old people that want to do that, if you don't shoot at a cop, you're not going to jail for very long. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. You got to pop off a few. And honestly, if you go to jail without shooting at the cops, they're probably not going to respect you and you might get a lot of rape. So the good thing to do would be to oh. come in like a badass. I feel know? like they leave old people alone in jail. I wouldn't. All right. So, anyways, that uh, nope, nope, that's it's way more than I needed. Um, okay. So the uh, <laughs> what the fuck happens next? I don't know. Oh, so people are passing by, right? Uh, it's a it's a it's a well traveled road, I guess. 
And so different Israelites going about their business are seeing this. And so they start reporting it back to to Bethel where the old prophet's at. And so eventually he gets word that like, yeah, the dude that you wind and dined and cursed to death to yeah. fucking the, the dude that and, told you that God despi- uh, specifically didn't want him to wine or dine that you then tricked into wine and dining. Well, he's yeah. on the side of the road dead and it's kind of suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's your deal with all this? Um, so he, he heard about it and, um, you know, he's like, Oh my God, it's the guy who, uh, defied the word of the Lord. Yeah. That I, you know, that I tricked. Astray. Yeah. Uh, so he says, all right, kids saddle up the donkey. It's time to ride. <laughs> <laughs> the old man rides again. Uh, and so they go out to, they go down the road and sure enough, they find the body on the road and there's the donkey and the lion just chilling and the lion hadn't, it says, has not eaten the body nor mauled the donkey, which is pretty cool. So it says the prophet picked up the body of this uh, dead man of God and laid it on the donkey and brought it back to his own city to mourn for him and bury him. And then he laid him in his own tomb and they mourned over him and said, alas, my brother. All right, listen up, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't get to just like rewrite this revision. Oh, your role. This poor in getting man, this of, dude killed. This poor man of God. He was like a brother to me. Well, like maybe like in a Cain and Abel situation. I don't <laughs> yeah, really you know him. exactly. The fuck he is knew, he knew him for one meal, and then here's the crazier part. After they bury him, he goes to his sons and he says, "Listen, when I die, bury me next to him." Like, like what the fuck are you doing, dude? Uh, like, <laughs> I'm starting to worry about these prophets. I think they might just be a bunch of crazy guys. I don't yeah, know. This dude's out of control. They seem, they seem like they play real fast and loose. Do you th- I guess part of it's because he knew, because he gave the prophecy that this dude would never be allowed to be in his ancestral grave or whatever. Right. So I guess that it's like kind of bestowing the honor of, okay, you can at least be in my, you'll be with my family. Like we'll take you in, you be in our grave. It's really gross and weird and whatever. Ship but. them fucking bones, boy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the, the final bit is... Uh, I mean, remember, real quick, remember when that one dude shipped all the pieces of his concubine all around Israel? You know they have a good postal service. Yeah, you know and they was, get it done. That was hundreds of years ago, so... I mean, if you think you can save on the shipping by chopping them up, do it. I mean... Do it. Yeah. What's the issue? Parcels. Just a flat bunch of rate bags. <laughs> Just bloody <laughs> flat rate bags. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of fucking envelopes with little... What you do is you get one of those, like... Uh, just get a fucking mandolin and cut them into nice thin slices and slip it in a fucking, you know, just slap it on the back of a uh, postcard. I'm going to have nightmares about that. Just thing. an 8 million postcards <laughs> with a cross-section of, of him, uh, you know. Yeah. That would be a lot for science and like really thin um, tomato. So it says after this, uh, despite having seen all this crazy shit go down and his arm withering up, Jeroboam did not change his evil ways. I get it, right? You get slapped on the wrist, and then you look back over at that candy jar, and you're like, oh, I'm going back in. The, the candy's too good. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in for a penny. Oh, one of the other things was that, and, and this is, I think, maybe the point, I don't know, um, 1332. For the saying which he cried out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the shrines on the high places which are in the cities of Samaria will surely come to pass. So the old prophet... I don't know what his fucking deal is, but basically he's like, yep, and he got eaten by a lion. I've seen some crazy shit. Definitely the man of God's prophecy will come to pass. So it almost seems like it's like the man of God was like, hey, this altar's going to split in half and the ashes are going to go everywhere. That happened, but it's not good enough. They also have to have some weird thing where he gets yeeted by a lion and then they're like, yeah, definitely this Josiah guy is going to kick your ass later. Who knows? Yeah, at some point. And here's the funny part. He's going to get Solomon. I'm going to tell you now. 
<laughs> he's never he's not gonna fucking see a dime of this punishment. Okay. So that's the end of chapter thirteen. Let's keep on rolling. So we can knock out another chapter here, chapter fourteen. Um we're gonna do some more prophecy, I think. How do you feel about some more prophecy? <laughs> I'm loving it. Good. In uh, in the thread of fucked up prophets, uh, yeah. here we go to chapter fourteen of Kings. I I, I kind of almost. I mean, we'll have more time to talk about it, but l- l- let's talk about thirteen. What the fuck okay. is the deal? So God spared the guy who lied on him, correct, and let him be a, a mouthpiece for God's word, but then killed yes. the guy who ate wine or ate and drank while being thirsty and hungry without permission. Listen, Colt, uh, God works in mysterious ways, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. The, so, The yeah. old guy that chased down and tricked a guy into death, he's fine. He's good. The The guy who uh, spoke God's word and then got tricked, that's the one that had to die. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's insane because, yeah, the, the guy who did the tricking is a prophet himself, right? Why didn't God just use him in the first place? Like, he's local. You know, shop local, <laughs> etc. Right. Don't Amazon in your profits. You know, that's bad for yeah. for small business. So the point is that, like, all of this is insane. I mean, I don't think there's any way that you can actually... The way that you have to leave this is by saying God works in mysterious ways, unironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that none of, none of us... I mean, well, here's the facts. If God's real, right? Let's, mm-hmm. give it, let's make this God Israel, the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. How the fuck would we comprehend his fucking crazy antics? Look at this fucking shit he's been up to. Well, do you want to know his mind? Really? <laughs> I, I have to know the heart that he gave me, and that's bad enough. Right. I don't want to know what the fuck get, came up with this. Yeah, I don't. You know? I don't get it. I don't understand the idea that the that one prophet tricks another to dine, and then he's the one that gets the rewards from it or whatever, and, and gets to live Hell on yeah. it. Doesn't I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. You're right. I I hated it. It is it's outside of, of what I would consider normal moral. Guidelines. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. So, in the meantime, right, we know that the Jeroboam uh, declined to uh, to follow the prophet's advice. Well, I guess it wasn't even advice. It was more of just a, you're gonna, you're fucked, right? There wasn't really a uh, ultimatum. No, it was just like, yeah, you done fucked up now. So, I think that's probably why he kept being evil, because fucking, you know. If well, you know that you're going to jail, are you going to be like, oh, I'm going to be cool for now? You know, yeah. I'm going to live a very pious life until I go to jail. Let me put all know. these things back before I serve my consecutive life sentences. No. Hell no. It's- so into chapter 14, um, we find out that Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, became ill. All right. Um, God likes to go after your kids. Yeah, we've seen this before. Uh, uh, listeners David. of the podcast, if your kid gets child leukemia, Think about what you might have done to cause that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I don't know if I endorse that one, but it's hard not to make a parallel there. But yeah. So, so Jeroboam had some gold caps <laughs> and his kid gets fucking yeeted. So that's how. Yeah, God is consistently punishing uh, wrongdoers' children and not the wrongdoers at all. Right. right. David never paid. David didn't get to build the temple, I guess, but he got to live a lavish life in his palace. The only thing he lost was one son, yeah. and then his son got in trouble. But and then the same thing happened with Solomon, right? Solomon yeah. fucked up, but you know had all these different gods. Got to keep his castle. It wasn't until Rabboam came along that he had to pay for it. So if it's, I it's was very, Malia Obama, I'd watch the fuck out. <laughs> if, if I'm just saying, it's not good to be the child of a sinner back in the day. You know, like nowadays, we have a justice system that 
uh, at least we get the bad poor people. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of them that aren't bad, but I saw that kid getting shot playing with the train. I thought, what did his dad do? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the point is, Jeroboam fucked up and his kid gets sick. Which, how many times has this happened? I know, I mean, technically, Egypt's children, I think, was like the first time that really became into vogue before God got his taste of it. Yeah. And, and then... Um, David's son died. Yeah. Same reason. There's uh, probably one before I that, I mean, too. probably Saul, Jonathan kind of counts, I guess. Yeah. Because... Yeah, yep. Jonathan got fucked because of Saul. That was fucked up, yeah. Yeah. Absalom, maybe I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like God's like that serial killer who had like a massive spree in college, and now yeah. in his older age, he just kind of like every now and then he's like, oh, I gotta I gotta release a little bit itch. of stress. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kill someone's kid today. I can see that he's more calculated, right? You know, he he spreads them out so that we don't con- connect the trend. But here at the Revelations podcast, we got you. We see you. Yeah, definitely. You like killing kids. Yeah, cool. So uh, let's stumble our way out of that one. And um, basically, Jeroboam goes to his wife. Right, His son's sick and dying. He goes to his wife. He says, look, disguise yourself so that no one knows you're the queen and go to Shiloh. Uh, there's a prophet there named Ahijah. And he's the one that told me I'd be king. So remember that back when, when uh, Jeroboam found out that he was going to take uh, Rehoboam's pl- place, right? Right. Or was yeah. that Solomon at the time? I forget. No, Anyways. Solomon was told hey you fucked up so i'm gonna yeah. tear the kingdom from your son yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Great. so so that happened yeah, a few chapters back um but he's like i know this prophet because he basically anointed me to become king go to him here's 10 loaves of bread here's some cakes some honey he loves that shit tell him what happened to the boy and he'll like he'll help us fix this so well, he says off. he will tell us what will become of the child. Okay. Yeah, so sure, I, I don't think there's any indication of what the prophet, that it will be good news or bad news. I think he just Yeah, like, but he's, he's talk, obviously hopeful. He's like. He's sending his wife with treats. Right. Go to Shiloh, speak to the prophet who anointed me king and told me I would be king. So yeah. this should be a friend. Yeah. And he will at least let us know one way or the other what is going to happen to our kid. Correct. So his his wife takes off, but the Lord goes ahead of her, because he's fucking everywhere, I guess. And he says uh, to the prophet, to Haihicha, he says, listen, uh, Jeroboam's wife is coming to ask you about her son, because he's ill. You're to give her a such and such answer. That's what my Bible says. I guess he, it's like, we're going to save that for later. Um, But when she arrives, uh, she's going to pretend that she's someone else, right? Yeah. Well, Ahicha is old. Yes. At this time. And he's Vision's started failing. to go blind. So if you, it, yes. it's kind of a, um, Edom and, uh, Isaac. Esau and, yeah, Esau, Esau and, uh, Jacob and, yeah, I, Jacob and Isaac. Esau and Isaac situation again, yeah. where yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm going to put on disguise. I'm going to trick a blind man. This is how we do things. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. So I guess, un- unlike Isaac, who was God's chosen, uh, yeah. a gets know. to speak to God and gets to know what's going on. Correct. So God God let him know about this lady that's coming that's going to try and trick him. Uh, I guess. I don't even know if she was going to try and trick him. Like I thought it was just so she could travel safely that she didn't want to look like I, the queen. I, I think the implication that we're supposed to take is that Jeroboam, Jeroboam has already heard from the man of God that yeah. his kingdom is cursed. And yeah. that the altars are going to be split and he's fucked. So yeah. he knows Ahiha 
helped him become king. So I think he implies some uh, ahija. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's call him ahija. Ahija. Because, um, yeah. He knows ahija has some connection to him and helped him become king. But I think ultimately, so he trusts him. I don't think he expects any type of relationship, but he trusts him to like, he's like, this guy told me I was going to become king and I Street became shooter. king. So yeah. he probably knows. This is, I mean, you know, it's like that one doctor that you get a recommendation from. This guy will tell me if it's AIDS. But Yeah, absolutely. So she's like, listen, it doesn't matter who you are. Just bring him the kid. Say, hey, what's up with this kid? And you'll get a good answer, allegedly. Yeah. Don't muddy the waters by him knowing that you're the, you know wife of the fucking asshole king that's ruining for, Israel. For sure, yeah. Whose reputation would precede him. Um, so she gets to the door. She's not even inside yet. And Ahijah hears footsteps and says, come in, wife of Jeroboam. What is this pretense? <laughs> I've you know, I've been sent to you with bad news, which is funny because he didn't get sent anywhere. He's sitting in his fucking house, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is like a parlor trick to me. This is like Jim Jones used to do this at the People's Temple. God likes his tricks. Um, yeah. yeah, but it feels – this is funny, though, because I think this is the model that a lot of, like, televangelist types use. There was a – I would have to look it up, but there was a famous uh, preacher. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Who, who would have – who would cold – The Amazing Jonathan got him. Right, yeah. That would um, cold, uh, cold read the crowd, where people would yeah. fill out little cards of, like, this is my Prayer name cards. and this is what I want. And then he had his wife in the back being like, all right, that's that, that's Robert – and, he and wants, he's going to radio it into his ear yeah, like Secret Service. He, he wants his wife's cancer cure. He's like, you there. You want your wife's cancer cure. He's like, how the fuck did you know? He's like, I got God, bro. It's not a fucking trick. See, here's the thing. I think that those guys are actually being really good Christians. God did this. <laughs> right? That's God's <laughs> move, right? Right. It's a God-like move. He doesn't, yeah. God doesn't say do this, but it's more of a do as I do, not as yeah. I say, right? You follow the – he's a role model. Yeah. God. Uh, doctors hate this one trick. Where yeah, yeah. you're like, no, don't, no, don't take your kid to a doctor. Take it to the guy who uh, can cold read and who knows yeah, he's your a name. Or pray for he's gonna slap you or something on stage. It's gonna be awesome. He's gonna throw a goddamn snake on you. Yeah. Um. So he says, go back to your husband Jeroboam and tell him this is what God says. I raised you up from among the people and appointed you ruler over the, my people, Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you, but you have not been like my servant, David, who kept my commands. Oh yeah. Why'd you fucking take it? Yeah. From I him, thought the light, yeah, the light of David Jesus. was so good. I gave uh, the, the, the person I replaced you. It'd be like if you had like this girl who's like, I cheat on my husband with you and you're not half the man he is. I, I don't know what your point is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. You're the one that sucks in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> So he basically goes off. He's like, um, you know, you've done more evil than all who lived before you. Yikes. Mm. You have made for yourself other gods, idols made out of metal. Okay. Aaron literally just did that, but whatever. Um, you've aroused my anger and turned your back on me. So again, this lasted what? Two chapters? Two chapters ago, he was made right. king. And was like, oh, this is the new lineage. This is the new king in town. I have God, raised God's a new like, king. I, Guy's like, God's like, I messed up with Saul. I got pretty close with David, you know, but not quite perfect. He was still like a total rapist and friend murderer. This time, I got it. Time, and then it's like, you know, I two chapters nailed later. nailed it. And then like two chapters later, he's like, okay, guys, I've made another huge this is mistake. actually the worst person of all time. I accidentally gave the worst person of all time the kingship. That's yeah. what he says here. 
By the way, I'm also God, and I can predict the future. And like when I told David, I was like, "By the way, your kids are gonna fuck up," but I'm gonna take away the. At no point was he like, "By the way, give it to Jeroboam." It's not gonna work out. <laughs> I just, I just like civil war. I like giving the kingship yeah. to people who don't deserve it. I go, "You're fired," you know, and then I like put yeah. them together for you know ratings. Well, it's because it's great to be like a serf or like a peasant, right? Whenever uh, there's constant turmoil in your palace. Oh yeah, people you know, love that. Makes life oh, great. Yeah. God cares about the people. I mean, obviously. I don't know about the Jews at this time, but from God's point of view, it seems like they're asking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, they appointed Jeroboam. Wait, no, that was him. No, that's right. Yeah, Fuck. just all God doing it. That's <laughs> weird. Anyway, so continuing. So yeah, he's yeah. like, listen, you fucked up. You're the worst king ever. Well, he gets even worse, too. He gets more uh, doom and gloom. He says, uh, again, this is still the prop- God speaking through the prophet to Jeroboam's wife. God says, because of this, I'm going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I'm going to cut it off from every male in Israel, slave or free. I'm going to burn up your house as one burns shit. Uh, dog. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, I will throw, I will cast you away as someone casts away dog shit. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I still Listen, have a sick kid here. I don't know. what. We're it, it gets crazier. Dogs will eat those belonging to Jeroboam who die in the city and birds will eat the ones that die in the country. So, fuck. <laughs> it's just going to have a bad time. In case you're wondering, Potty, and so that's chapter, that's verse 11. We're not done yeah. yet. We still got more. But in case you're wondering, okay, yes, that's God's stick. That's God's impending justice and judgment. Let's talk a little bit about God's mercy, because there's a little bit in uh, there in this next verse. There's always a carrot. There's yeah. always a carrot. So God, then the prophet says to her, I don't think it's God voice anymore. It's back to just prophet voice. Prophet says, listen, as for you, ma'am, go home. The moment you set foot in your city, your kid's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but the, and, the and you're fuck? like, oh, that's bad. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry. Uh, the moment you go home, your child shall die, and all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him, for he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave. Because in him there is found something good toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. I don't understand this at all. My Bible specifically says, in no uncertain terms, that this son, what's his name, uh, Abijah, is the only one in the house of Jeroboam that the Lord found anything good. Right. Okay? So not only did God pick the wrong dude, this dude's entire family are completely filled with evil. There's not a, a scintilla of goodness in them. How do you fuck up that bad? Yeah, I, I'm kind of questioning your ability to elect these kings, God. Your your, yeah. your your judgment seems pretty shitty. And then, at best, Abiha, the only one who has anything good in God's eyes, his reward, his reward in all this is that he's the only one that gets to have a grave when he gets struck down in his youth. It's like God picking Jeroboam is like if... Trump was going to set up a response to COVID and how it's killing all the old people right. and pick Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's got it. This guy's got he's, it. All right. He knows how. And he's like, all right, well, throw away your ventilators. <laughs> I and got then, a plan. And then God comes back and be like, what's all this about the throwing away the ventilators? Oh, that's no good. You're no, fired. God is Trump in this reference. I know. And then he's like, you're fired. Okay. We got to get someone yeah, else okay, in there. Gotcha. And yeah. he's like, all right, Dr. Kevorkian, you're out. It's time to give the job to uh, Richard Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> front, support frontline <laughs> <laughs> workers. Okay, so <laughs> um, 
uh, what does God do next? God, this motherfucker's out of control. So it says the Lord's going to raise up for himself a king over Israel this time. Oh, this one's who's good, gonna, yeah. Yeah, this time it's going to work. It's going to cut off the family of Jeroboam. Um, and even it's, God says, even now, this is beginning to happen. So apparently there's like a David situation in the works. You remember how like as Saul was going out of favor, David was starting to get cool. So something like that's probably happening. Yeah. Um, and the Lord's going to strike Israel. So basically, yeah, the whole the whole goddamn country is going to be in disarray because that's what happens when you have a constant off of power. civil war. Yeah, yeah. So he he's not just going to like cause disarray. He's going to uproot them from the good land that is Israel that he gave to their ancestors. Scatter them up even beyond the Euphrates River, which is like kind of their border right now. Um, he's going to uh, basically he's mad because they're they're using Asherah poles. Wooden images, which we've like talked that, about in yeah. the past. I mean, there, there is a, a specific covenant that you shall make no wooden images. So it's a, it's up there. It's yeah. top ten. Yeah, and so this is all because of Jeroboam's sin. So now all of Israel. Not only is he striking down Jeroboam for being a shit, he's going to punish all of Israel for Jeroboam being a bad king after God handpicked him, and it turned out he was the worst person on the fucking planet. Right. Although I will say. Jeroboam seems pretty cool, so <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't know. I, I've never heard about these Asherah poles, but they're probably pretty hot. We when did we deal with those? We had them way back. We talked about it. They, they were one of the gods that Moses. They, she really starts coming into play around Moses' time. Okay, that's doesn't true. really seem to matter prior to Moses, but Moses was like, "Hey, no more fucking Asherah poles or Moloch or any of that yeah. bullshit." So probably a relic of their. Uh, a relic of their ancestry, something that they worshipped at one point, like for the same reason that there's bullhorns we, we, on the. We've talked tower. about it. Uh, yeah. There's some evidence to suggest that Moloch is another vestige of like God's personality, or that there are yeah. two gods that split up at one point in time that used to be they one, left behind. You know? Bo- yeah. Both of them are oh, tied this guy's to kind of a dick. Both of them are tied to pagan bull imagery, and yeah. Yeah. one of them El. is a big on child sacrifice and things like that. I believe Maybe. Ashira is a fertility god that may or may not be the quote-unquote wife of Moloch. You know, it's all... Yeah. The mother died. But they're all, all, they're all interrelated, and then at some point, the Semites were like, no, 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 we just worship the one god. Yeah, but that's nerd shit. Um, <laughs> so, so in the meantime, uh, Jeroboam's wife leaves the prophet, gets back home. Sure enough, she crosses the threshold of her home. And boom, the kid dies. Uh, yikes. I would have thought that was like a loophole. He's like, you know, the second you go home, your kid's going to die. But like, so now like, would be Vegas, a good- baby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good time to go to Egypt, you're saying? Yeah, fuck it. You have king money, you know? Yeah. Have him send you some shit. He can come visit you for conjugal visits, whatever. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, just like the prophet said, all of Israel mourned the death of Ahijah because it sucks, you know, uh, when the yeah. little rich boy dies. Bless his little <laughs> heart. Oh, he, he's the lucky one, everybody. He really is. Because this, this motherfucker is about to go up in flames. Um, oh, wait. Actually, let me re- take that back because guess what happens next? Um, he reigned for 22 years. Yeah. And then his son took over him after he died. What a fucking. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> all this doom and gloom. And then the Bible says, yeah, if you want to know more about him, um, it's written into the uh, Book of Kings, which, by the way, we're fucking reading. Whatever. I'm going to let that one slide. Uh, but, yeah, he goes on to, to reign for 22 years, and then he rested with his ancestors peacefully, and his son, Nadab, succeeded him as king. What the fuck? Yeah. So so Jeroboam 
worships essentially breaks as many commandments as he can. Certainly the big Correct. ones. He he worships other gods other, uh, other than God. And his punishment is that he gets to watch one of his kids die and be told that sometime in the future you're going to get punished. Don't worry. You're fine. You get to die in old age with two working arms. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah. He he, I mean, he died better uh, than yeah. Joab. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, So that's the, basically we put him, you know, he lives happily ever after. Literally, that's what he gets. Meanwhile, we cut back to Rehoboam, right? Solomon's kid, who is just the king over Judah. Um, and holy shit, he was 41 years old when he became king. I would have placed him as younger. That's interesting. Uh, it does kind of seem weird because the whole thing with Jeroboam where he's like, man, fuck all these poor people. Doesn't really yeah. seem the actions of a 41-year-old. Like yeah. Doesn't really seem the actions of a 41-year-old who ruled essentially next to Solomon, you know, yeah. was part of the co-regency. It, yeah, because all the uh, it said the people that talked him into being bad were like all his like young buddies, and I'm picturing you know as I said in that episode, I think I was picturing like frat boys. Yeah, but they're all like dads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, like what we really of, should have been picturing is a bunch of boomers just being yeah, like they want it is they want fucking sick leave, <laughs> dude. That's exactly Fuck those what's little assholes. Going on. Holy shit, man! When I was your age, cracking open another BL. <laughs> um. Okay, so here's what we know. He he became king at 41, and then he reigned for 17 years. Now, I'm assuming that his reign and Jeroboam's reign started pretty much simultaneously, right? Solomon dies. Um, it's- Jeroboam takes over 10 tribes, and Rehoboam gets just Judah, right? I- I'm guessing, yeah. So uh, the thing with Jeroboam, the whole like, hey, man, give us some money, and he was like, go fuck yourselves. That was at his inauguration. So yeah. that's exa- So I would think that they're reigns started within weeks of each other yeah basically like the king the empire collapsed boom split into two different kingdoms at the same time right so i'm assuming just rehoboam just ruled less because he was uh older when he became king and died younger that's probably true so he it says that rehoboam went on to reign for 17 years right so that's five less years than jeroboam so keep that in mind kind of that when rehoboam dies jeroboam will still be ruling for five more years um, so Rehoboam is leading over, you know, uh, Jerusalem. Um, it goes into his mother's name for some reason. Didn't need that right then. Here's what we find out, though. Judah, the tribe of Judah, that is, the area that Rehoboam is the king of, did evil in the eyes of the Lord. What's new, right? So yeah. the fucking northerners are doing evil. The southerners are doing evil. It's just it's an a, evil people. Look. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes there, cowboy. Um, so... By the sins they committed, they stirred up God's jealous anger. Man, just a jealous dude. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's got to be pretty disappointed with the, his chosen people. Really? I mean, we can talk about it at the end of this episode, but it feels like he's setting them up for failure. Right. Like, God damn. He's like, by the way, all these kings that I've elected you, they keep leading you astray, and now I'm yeah. jealous. Like, all right. I don't. So it I says they set up... Um, Altars, basically. They put sacred stones and Asherah poles, like we talked about earlier. They're worshiping some goddess. They have them up on their hills. Um, they even had, get this, this is the biggest affront <laughs> the Bible seems to point out. They even had male prostitutes in the land. Right. God damn. Uh, perverts is what my Bible calls them. Yeah. You know, man's got to eat, though. So right. uh, they're, they're engaging in all these detestable practices, it says. 
Um, in the fifth year of King Rehoboam's reign, Shishak from Egypt attacked Jerusalem. Right. I took all the treasure. I just want to specifically mention, it, it seems kind of weird that the Bible specifically calls out male prostitutes. Because obviously yeah. female prostitutes and concubines are Fine. all cool. I, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, look, male prostitutes aren't? Like, where the fuck am I supposed to snort my meth? Yeah, my body, my choice. Right. Then off the dick yeah. of a male prostitute. It's fucked up, honestly. I'll give you that. Ted Haggard. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, Pharaoh, Shishak king of egypt invades jerusalem and takes everything is that rehoboam's uncle uh, shishak hold on let's go back and look here's what i found out from a quick wikipedia search obviously there's a lot of guesswork here but they believe that solomon's father-in-law was susenes the second who was the last in his dynasty of the 21st dynasty of egypt so shishak or who they think is shoshank <laughs> um was the first guy to rule the twenty second dynasty, so that actually does add up. So it would be, it would a, be a, it'd be a, it would be a new king of Egypt, completely unrelated to yep, Solomon's line. No strings attached. They can go fuck up Israel anytime they want. They don't have the like family bond. Good for them. Yeah. Okay. That actually, I'm glad that I learned that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this new fucking Egyptian pharaoh who is a dick <laughs> attacks Israel, takes all their treasure from the temple, right? Which was a lot of it, right? Um, and takes their gold shields, all the gold shit. And so King Rehoboam was forced to make bronze shields to replace them. Yeah. Gross. would be like, hey, Egypt, I thought we were cool. Let's face it, though. A bronze shield actually works I as would, opposed to a gold shield. Well, okay. So th- there's some imagery here. One of the things Egypt took was the gold shields that the special like temple guard would use to protect yeah. the king. So yeah. first off, you don't. Really, it's kind of like having like a gold handgun underneath your pillow. You never expect to use it. Yeah. It's just symbolic. If someone busts in, you want to look fucking glam while you blow their head off. Sure. But, and if it breaks after one use, big deal. Yeah. You know, I got, you know, obviously I've got gold gun money. But, um, you, you know, so his guards have golden shields because he's the king. He's not expecting anyone to actually try to attack him. You know, these aren't warriors. These are his personal guard. If people are coming after him and they're getting to his personal guard, shit has gone very, very wrong uh, for a while. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's for looks. It's like making secret service wear uh, suits. Suits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of fucking tack armor or whatever, yeah, body armor. Yeah. AR fifteens and shit. Um, yeah. One of the other things that's interesting is that his gold shields were probably from Solomon. They're they're probably yeah, remnants of it Solomon. From Solomon. Yeah. Solomon created gold shields, but the best Rehoboam can offer is bronze shields. So it just kind of shows that he's a shadow of his father. Yeah, it's a real 2008 vibe. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're in fucking uh, recession. Things are rough. You can't you can't be just rolling out the gold for shields. You right, know? right, right. Um, definitely, yeah, nowhere near the splendor of his dad. Probably nowhere near the concubines or wives either. Right. So it, it's like you can't, okay, yes, the good good is gone. You're going to have to make do with obviously something nobody. It's like when your kid dies and you're like, well, fuck, we'll just adopt, I guess. Yeah. For Jesus Christ, the, you're just going after the children today, and I don't know if I'm about it. Um, Try to be closer to God. <laughs> cool. So it says whenever the king went to the Lord's, whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, um, the guards bore these bronze shields. I, cool, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't even care. Um, as for the other events, the Bible says in Rehoboam's reign and all that he did, 
Are they not written in the books of the Annals, the King of Judah? Which, again, should be this book. Uh, I think they're talking about Chronicles. I think they're talking about my, my, my Bible specifically says the Chronicles of the King. So I think uh, that's Okay. So, yeah, mine doesn't say Chronicles. But that's uh, we're going to rehash a bunch of this, but with kind of like extra spice when we go through Chronicles, yeah. which is the two books after Kings, I believe. Um, but more um, importantly, and there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. So just uh, yeah. So this civil war. This all this bullshit where God elects a new king and then he sucks and he split all the countries up and he he says make peace. Yeah, none of it. And happened. he stopped Rehoboam from having a civil war when he could have done something about it. It was also they could have. It's almost like as if this region just likes having continuous civil war long term. Yeah, fair enough. They really Rehoboam and Jeroboam should try to figure out some kind of like two like ruler two state, state. A two party state. Yeah. You know, you would think. Share who's, the land. Who's, uh, who's Palestinian in this? <laughs> it's got to be a. It's got to be Rehoboam. Yeah, because but he has Jerusalem. That's not the point. The point is, They're this new kids show up. They're like, by the way, this is all my land now. Uh, gotcha, <laughs> you gotcha. Just get this tiny little space. Yeah, that's fair. It's funny. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, restricted to just the little area. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they have their continuous warfare. Uh, but then we get to find out that Rehoboam eventually rested with the ancestors, got to be buried in the city of David. Um, you know, no harm, no foul, buddy. It's okay. All your people suffered miserably. You got to still live in a palace, uh, be buried respectfully, and the blood of your people is all that was spilt for that to happen. So it, it's fun. don't sweat it, it's fun that Hey, you did your best. Yeah, it's fun that you got to have this massive civil war for all your life for no real benefit or gain. Yeah. And it also says that Abijah, his son, succeeded him as king. That's funny. That's Jeroboam's son's name that died. No, no, that was Abijah. They named their kids the same name. And this is Abijam? No, this is spelled the same in my Bible. No, my, my Bible calls Your Bible Jeroboam sucks cock. A-B-I-J-A-H. And mine says, name. mine explains, mine says in some Hebrew manuscripts, they spelled it Abijam instead of Abijah. But basically, it's the same name. That's all I got. That's what I'm rolling with. Uh, something interesting. Uh, my Bible's concordance kind of matches up what you said. The Egyptian pharaoh Shishak was a native of Libya and founder of Egypt's 22nd dynasty. He had earlier given asylum to Jeroboam when he fled from Solomon. Shishak invaded not only Jerusalem, but all of Palestine in great force, destroying several fortresses and many cities. An account of this campaign is carved on the exterior of the south wall of the Ammon Temple at Karnak, where it is alleged that no less than 156 Palestinian towns were captured, including Beth Haran, which we've heard of, Gibeon, which we've heard of, and Megiddo and Aijalon. What are you noticing is missing here? At Megiddo, a fragment of the triumphal stele of Shishak has been found. Uh, a stele is a type of uh, stone-like monument. So I read up a lot on Shoshank, because there's two. Th- let's be clear. They think that Shishak uh, is just a mispronunciation, misspelling of Shoshank. It happens. They're not sure. There's also people who have weird harebrained theories about different pharaohs that Shishak could have been. The point is... That you just listed off all the cities they captured. What city was not mentioned even once? Jerusalem? Yes, the <laughs> biggest fucking <laughs> the one the that they specifically got tons of riches. And here's the thing. Uh, scholars do have all this Egyptian manuscripts, right? They were good at keeping stuff or 
writing stuff down, there was no like unified force that they ever faced. There was no Isra- Israelite state. There was no um, Jewish state, whatever you want to call it. So they were out raiding basically hill people and came back with fucking pennies because all these people were just poor and dust. Like right. it was trash people. So it, the story of Shoshank pretty much single handedly disproves everything we've read. Oh, that he um, came a solar gold or some shit. And let, cause why would they lie and be like, Oh yeah, we went out there and it was just like a bunch of rabble and like we killed them. You would obviously build them up. You're going to well, be like, yeah, I, there were these I, great, I, I don't think, that it's above Israel to engage in insurance fraud. So they probably were like, yeah, he stole our gold shields. They're like, what's with these bronze shields? Like, no, they were gold beforehand. They were gold. They stole it. Oh, look, he stole all this shit, and he also left all these dirty dishes into my sink. I don't live like this. The problem is, though, not even just the gold, but that there was no military force in the Levant at that time, period. Like, it was just a bunch of little tribes. Shepherds and stuff like that. Yeah. Right plucking for a pharaoh. It is weird that we haven't really heard about a standing army. I mean, obviously, David was able to amass forces, massive forces. and Huge armies. Maybe it's just one of those things that Solomon in his reign, he never really had a rebellion. He never really had any reason to amass a force. He didn't even do a census. Do you remember his fucking chariots? He had entire, like, countries that were made into parking lots for his chariots. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, does... (laughs) For his army, he had an eh, enormous, resplendent army. That's the whole point. Eh, maybe it's more like maybe it's more like Iraq's army after the uh, no after, <laughs> after Bush Junior went in there, where it's like okay, well now that's part of ISIS. Like it's not really, oh, yeah. it doesn't exist in the way it did, even though it was a mass. It's not really he. They had hundreds of thousands of conscriptions. I think that. There was probably all kind. Of, like, let's face it. You're the rich king. You're still going to have your fucking guys go on parade See, and stuff. Like, I think okay. Let's say uh, Egypt's like Thanos, you know. And now the Avengers are all broken up, and he's just going to go in there one by one and kick their ass a little bit, rough them up. Mm. Well, that didn't happen, unfortunately. Big old so. purple thumb <laughs> up in there. But anyway, um, it also kind of makes more sense. Like we, we, we kind of when we mentioned. Um, when Jeroboam was given shelter in Egypt, we were like, that's a little bit weird that the guy who's the father-in-law of Moses is now also sheltering Job. So I guess we're assuming that the overthrow of the 21st dynasty happened right in the middle of like Solomon's yeah, reign. That, which is why that dude was safe. Yeah. So yeah, and it just didn't mention, it's funny, the Bible didn't mention that changing of hands. You think that would have been pretty big politics, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, our close ally Pharaoh, what's his name, is out, and this new dickhead's in. Yeah. But whatever. So it's not even like Solomon's even married to a prince anymore. He's just married to like a rebel. Yeah, some uh, exile basically. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. It's interesting stuff. What a couple of chapters, huh? What a wild ass ride. I just feel like Israel's just a fucking shit show right now. Doesn't make any oh, sense, you know? Like, I don't really. I feel like we come at this from such a point of like, well, this is just a story and God's not real. And I, I, it's not worth our time to take him seriously. But here we are. But right if now. we were, what the fuck is going on? Why have all these civil wars? Is it just to punish them for being evil? Because I'll tell you what, God, it's a, a big part of it is all these evil people you keep putting in charge. Here's the thing. I guess let's, I'm going to play uh God's advocate here. Okay. Uh, we have to assume that he's kind of giving the people what they deserve, you know, that they're bad. Okay. And so, yeah, you know, this is the perfect king 
for you guys. You know, <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah. Oh, I got the guy for you. Yo, you guys want to be little shitheads? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you, you know, this Betsy DeVos type. That's maybe the subtext, but I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Man. It just feels like, like if God is the ruler... If he's the yeah. ruler and these kings are like his administration, it just seems like when they show up, he's like, there's a real good guy. He's the best guy here. Such great things. He's going to be in charge of this. And then he fucks up like a week later and he's like, I don't even know that dude. Like, I don't even. Not no, not I don't know that dude. That is actually. So it turns out that is actually the worst person that I've ever created. As God <laughs> created everyone. So it's like, damn, well, that's off the mark then, huh? Yeah. You know? Like that can't be an accident. You're, you're the worst. You see that you're coming? the worst guy I've ever seen. And I once flooded the entire planet because people were shit. Yeah, like you can tell this old prophet that the queen's coming, but you can't fucking like pick a, a good person. It, you know? it does seem kind of weird. Yeah, because God claims to have omniscience, um, yeah. uh, ultimate power. He's yeah. anointing these people. Like, remember all that whole bullshit where he was like, yeah, I fucked up with Saul, but don't worry, Samuel. Right there, that's David. You see yeah. people's skin, but I see behind their skin, inside their skin, all those fucking organs yeah. and shit. I see their heart. And like he's like, yeah, I, no one picks a better leader than me. And yet they're all just kind of shitty. Like David, the best king thus far. And I kind of like, they're going to keep comparing him to David. They compared him to David, uh, to Jeroboam and stuff like that. But Jer- yeah. David's big get was that he was fucking dumb, retarded for God. He's like, I'll dance yeah. naked in the street for God. I don't give a shit. You know, yeah. fart just in the bathtub for God. Jealous. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was just having this weird thought and I need Drink to my own piss for God. More. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Uh, what if what if God is like Benjamin Buttoning? Oh, like what do you mean? <laughs> like he's like what if God is living his life in reverse? Okay, explain. I was just I was trying to play that out. Like some of the things that he says and does would they make more sense that way? Like the answer is no. I don't know. Why I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Video <laughs> button, I was trying to. I was like the movie that came you know, out like twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about the movie. I was anyways. God, huh? <laughs> you got anything else to talk about? I, I think we, we covered it, a lot of the. Motifs. I guess is Israel under God's control? What is the point of Israel? No, the, the Israel is under the people's control, and God will throw them obstacles and punishments. Like kind of. I, I just don't I know think. what is the point. Why is this how you're spending your time, God? You created this ethno state where you put your people, but you just like throwing them to the wolves and treating them like shit. It, it, it just feels like that abusive dad who just beats the shit out of his kids. And you're like, but you chose to have kids. This is what you wanted. Why are you doing this? Doesn't it sound more like um, a young civilization wanted explanations for why life's not fair? I guess. And wrote it into the plot with a god. It it seems like a mixture of this is why life's not fair. It's obviously our fault mixed in with yeah. this. Like, don't worry. It's not like the, the world is spinning chaos, you know, shuttling through the abyss at a million miles an hour. It's that yeah. there's definitely someone who's in control and everything that happens happens master. for a reason, but he sucks. <laughs> it, it just seems more yeah. like Cthulhu shit, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, um, who knows? I still think we're going to be converted by the end of this whole thing. I just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't trust God to select a judge for Miss America. You know, 
Like, I'd be like, hey, you know that guy you sit over? And he's like, yeah. You would rather Steve Harvey was God of the <laughs> yeah, universe? Yeah. I'd, be like, I'd be like, you see that guy you sit over? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, he's raping all the contestants. He's like, oh, fuck. All right, listen, listen, don't worry. I'll kill that guy. I'll kill his whole family. I'm going to sit a replacement. Well, no, no. I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to let him finish. Yeah. I'll kill his kids. I'm going to kill his kids. Don't worry. I'm going to sit a replacement. They're like, but this is the fifth time it's happened. <laughs> Yeah, man. When you look at it that way, it's still not cool. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I got it. It's cool that you're going to kill his kids, and I love that you're going to do that. But, like, Obviously. how many times, like, okay, rape me once, shame on me. Rape me no. twice. <laughs> no, why shame on me? <laughs> rape me three times? Rape me three times? I don't know. I'm not coming to your birthday party anymore, all right? Gross. Uh <laughs> Whew, this what is a, a bad podcast. <laughs> we learned a lot of yeah. Don't listen to this shit, guys. Um, <laughs> we we learned a lot. I, I still hate that chapter thirteen story. I'm I'm gonna wrestle with that for a long time. Like, try and suss out what that was what about. Was the point? I want to. Yeah, we'll definitely pull back. I'm gonna probably read some stuff up on it, and when we do our first king's recap, God supports false with, prophets. That's all we got to know. That's all you need to know. I'll come with some ammo. God God made fake news. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, what's our Twitter handle now? Uh, so actually, I got an email from Twitter yesterday. I was waiting till now to surprise you. Uh, yeah? We have been permanently banned for the Danny DeVito meme. What? Yep. So I just started Perma- blaspheming? Oh. So for those of you who aren't aware, when we were running a Twitter back in March, I guess, February maybe, uh, we were kind of trolling people, you know, having a good time. One of us episodes, was. Wholesome content. Uh Cole here came up with a great meme because he's in touch with the kids. You came up with a great meme. I'm ki- I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. So you know that Danny DeVito. It's a it's Danny DeVito in Always Sunny. In the episode, he's like on some. He's getting interviewed by the news in their studio, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what happened when you encountered the whatever it was?" And he pulls out two handguns, <laughs> and he goes, "So anyway, I started blasting," and so that screen capture with the so anyways I started blasting has been obviously if you're anywhere on the internet you've probably seen it a few times it gets thrown around we censored out the blasting part and replaced it with blaspheming and had that as the header for our twitter account and we have been permanently banned from twitter for inciting violence with that banner oh that meme is, is all that over twitter stupid if fucking search, take that if you s- go to twitter and search started blasting and that meme comes up all over the- people are posting it and repl- like it's everywhere uh, are we able to appeal that, or is that and done? I, mean, I have appealed it multiple times over the past two months. What a bunch of asses. And been like, hey. At first, I was like, are you sure that you're banning me for this? And they're like, yes. And then I waited a while. I'm like, am I getting my account back? And then three weeks later, they said no. Jesus. That's it. Fuck you, Jack Dorsey. We're going to make... Do you know what? I'm gonna we're blast- going to I'm going to go to your home. I'm going to blaspheme all over your fucking living room. Well, no, we're going to... Uh, <laughs> Good. We're going to one of those new alt-right social media pages. Yeah, we're going to go to vote. <laughs> what's the... Oh, no, what's the one that's like the Facebook one? Uh, I forget. Anyways, there's a bunch of them. They're fucking Some, suck. Um, but you can't, Twitter us only until I make, you can't Twitter us until I make a new Twitter account. Right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. But you can email us, irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking. Cuss at us. Threaten us. Yeah. We'll, we won't turn you in. Give us your comments on how the terrorists have won today. Yeah.